بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد ونبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ما بعث الله نبيا إلا رعى الغنم قال أصحابه وأنت فقال نعم كنت أرعاها على قراريط لأهل مكة رواه البخاري We are currently discussing the chapter which deals with tawadu, that is humility, and to lower one's wings, in other words, adopt leniency, kindness, compassion in dealing with our fellow believers. Because the subject matter of the hadith clearly illustrates the chapter that Imam Nawi rahimullah has chosen, this is why we find that this hadith, Imam Nawi rahimahullah has repeated it, which is found in a previous chapter. In fact, quite recently, we discussed quite at length the subject matter of this hadith. But as I mentioned, because it is pertinent to this chapter, this is why it is mentioned again. Nevertheless, the translation of the hadith, Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala narrates from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that Allah Ta'ala has not sent any Nabi except that this Nabi was a shepherd. In other words, he tended sheep at some point in his life. As we mentioned previously, this was in the instances with most of the Anbiya Alayhi prior to their Nubuwat. The companions of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when they heard this, that every Nabi at some point in his time, was a sh- in his life was a shepherd, Qala ashabuhu, they commented or they asked, Wa anta, that Ya Rasulullah, you also, were you also a shepherd? So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, yes. Kuntu ar'aha ala qarareet. I used to tend sheep. I also worked as a shepherd in the early stages of my life for the people of Makkah in exchange of a few qirat. Qirat or Qarareet is the plural of Qirat which refers to a currency coins that were in use or in vogue at that time. Allah's Rasul historians record that his age was around 8 or 10 years when Nabi Pak dire financial circumstances which had afflicted the family of Rasulullah compelled him at that young and tender age, to work as a shepherd. Herding sheep or tending sheep, this is something that inculcates patience in an individual and inculcates humility. And this is the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it such that all the Anbiya wasalam at some time in their life they did this. It's also a sign of simplicity and as we mentioned humility, which is why Imam Nawi rahimahullah has mentioned this hadith in this particular chapter. And as I mentioned, we discussed the subject matter of this hadith quite in detail already. So we're not going to go into the detail again. However, there is one connotation and one important message that we learn from this hadith. Aside from the fact Obvious meaning by tending sheep or by herding sheep. 
this inculcates simplicity, this inculcates humility, etc. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in order to earn his livelihood, he engaged in manual labor. From this hadith we learn that this is something that is honorable in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To eat or to consume of the produce of your own hands, to earn your own livelihood. This is something not just commendable, honorable, it is an ibadat. It is one of the means that a person can earn his akhirat. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, mafum of the hadith, man amsa kallan bi'amali yadayhi amsa maghfuran lahu. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that a person works, he toils, he labors. Amali yadayhi, that is the hadith, we find the expression in the hadith, amali yadayhi means the fruit of his own hands. He works as an ordinary laborer for an entire day. At the end of that day, obviously he's paid a stipend. He's paid some sort of wage. That is his worldly earning. In the eyes of Allah and his Rasulullah what is his earning? Rasulullah said, Amsa maghfuran lahu. Allah Ta'ala elevates him to such a stage that Allah forgives all his sins. So a person worked an entire day to earn a halal earning, earn a halal livelihood. This is also an act of ibadat. This is something that is greatly commendable. Many, many ahadith we find that this is praise. So we find that in this hadith also the connotation that it is something that is honorable, praiseworthy in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that a person engages in manual work in order to sustain himself or to earn his livelihood. وَنَبِهُ رَيْرْتَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَىٰ عَنْهُ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ لَوْ دُعِيتُ إِلَىٰ قُرَاعٍ أَوْ ذِرَاعٍ لَأَجَبْتُ وَلَوْ أُهْدِيَ إِلَيَّ ذِرَاعٌ أَوْ قُرَاعٌ لَقَبِلْتُ رَوَهُ الْبُخَارِ Abu Rasulullah said that if I was invited for a meal and this meal was very simple, it constituted or it consisted of the word, the word mentioned in the hadith, Qur'a'in means trotter or the more colloquial term which may be, we may be used to is paya. Sometimes they make paya curry. In other words, the hoof of the animal. Generally, the hoof of the animal is the section of the animal which is directly in link, linked to the ground. So it's considered to be dirty and inferior. The animal uses his hoof obviously to walk. So that is, in some cultures, a section of the animal which is taken and thrown away. Yet, Islam teaches us to utilize every part wherever there is benefit. And interestingly, in some cultures, the paya or the hoof is considered a delicacy. But in the context of this hadith, it is considered the most inferior part of the animal. So Allah's Rasul is saying is that if a person is, if your host is so poor 
that he cannot afford to put an expensive meal in front of you. All he can afford is trotter or the hoof of the animal. Or on the other hand, all he can afford is to place in front of you the shoulder, one shoulder of the animal. Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in order to encourage you and I. What is the underlying meaning of the hadith? That don't be affected by how simple the meal is. Look at the love, look at the shock, look at the zeal of the one who is inviting you. Even though it may be a poor person, accept his dawah. Don't consider it beneath your dignity. So Rasulullah wasallam says that if I was invited for a meal and the meal consisted of trotter or even the shoulder of an animal, I would definitely accept the invitation. In other words, again, obviously we can understand quite clearly why Imam Nawi rahimullah has mentioned this hadith under the chapter which deals with humility. Accept invitation even from the poor. Because by accepting the invitation of the poor, by spending time with them, spending time in their company, this inculcates humility and it The, the ishara or the indication in the hadith also is not only to accept the invitation. Sometimes poor people, because of their dire financial circumstances, because they are unable to present anything but that which is simple, they also tend to shy away from inviting anybody else to partake in their meal. So in the hadith is encouragement for the poor also. That if you have the ability, you got a little bit left over, the simplicity of your what you can present should not hinder you from inviting others. A Muslim, in fact, the mafum of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where he was asked, who is, what is the sign of a good believer? Who is the best amongst the believers? Ita'amu ta'am, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, it is one who feeds others. When asked which is the best hajj, Allah's Rasul said that Haji who feeds others. So this feeding others, presenting food to others, addressing or quelling the hunger of others, quenching the thirst of others, this is something that is a very, very greatly encouraged sunnah. And this is, in fact, those of us engaged in the work of Dawud and Tabligh, this feeding, hosting others, this is something, this is a great tool which is used to bring people to win their hearts over, to bring people closer. This is why our elders encourage people out in the path of Allah Ta'ala, cook your own food. And not only cook your own food, invite others. Invite others to partake of those meals. Even if it is simple, if all you can afford is paya, the trotter of the animal, don't let that become an obstacle. Don't let it become a hindrance. Do not let your simplicity Create this idea in your mind that you should not be inviting others. So all this we find that is contained in the underlying meaning of this hadith. In fact, feeding others is something that is so encouraged. Man at'ama akhahu hatta yushbi'ahu wasaqahu min al-mai hatta yurwi'ahu ba'adahu Allahu min jahannam sab'a khanadiq ma bayna kulli khaldiqayn Masiratu khamsi mayati aam O kama qala al-Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that that person who fed a hungry person in the light of this hadith if you combine it even if it was something simple 
But he fed his hungry brother till his hunger was alleviated. Or he gave his thirsty brother some water to drink till his thirst was quenched. In exchange for this, what will Allah give him? Allah will distance him from Jahannam seven trenches. And the distance of each trench will be 500 years. Just for this act of feeding others. So coming back to this hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, If I was invited, I the Nabi of Allah, if I was invited and all what that was presented was trotters, or it was the shoulder of an animal, I would definitely, I would definitely accept the invitation. The latter part of the hadith, وَلَوْ أُهْدِيَ إِلَيَّ ذِرَاءٌ وَكْرَاءٌ لَقَبِلْتُ Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that if I had to be given hadiya, if I had to be given gift, someone had to give me, give me what? Some trotters. Or someone had to give me the shoulder of an animal, I would definitely accept the gift. So on the one hand, this is encouragement to the poor, that don't let your simplicity and don't let your lacking of financial means impede your enthusiasm to give gifts. Even the poor should give gifts. Why? According obviously to your financial ability. Why? Because this gifting is a great sunnah. And there are certain practices which Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us that they have a very noble or a very beneficial outcome. And one of them is gifting. He said, tahadu tahabu. He said that give gifts to one another, Allah will create muhabbat and love amongst you. So by giving gifts to our brothers, giving gifts to those who are close to us, giving gifts to family members, etc., this is something that will create love. So even the poor encourage, they don't let your simplicity impede your enthusiasm from feeding others and also from giving mutual gifts. And on the other hand, the rich or the wealthy are encouraged that if a poor person gives you a gift, that's all he can manage. You should not look down upon it. You should become happy. This will create love in his heart also. This will create acceptance in his heart. And you on the other hand, do not let the simplicity of the gift become an impediment to you. Adopt humility. Humble yourself, lower yourself. Allah will give us, give us topics.